Hi, this is Dr. Phyllis Hayes-Reams, and welcome to another episode of the Redemptive Brilliance Podcast. I am so excited to be with you today. And before we get started, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And please share this podcast with other women working in hospice and palliative care. I want us to please grow our community, bringing attention to the awesome work that we do in hospice and palliative care day after day. In today's episode, I want to give you three tips to help you refuel. Yes, the word refuel. I have heard so many women talk about the need to refuel and I feel you, I see you, I understand because there was a time that I was so depleted emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And I was trying to keep on giving and keep on showing up, operating on fumes, ladies, Sisters, it doesn't work. As you've heard me say over and over, martyrdom is overrated and is underappreciated, okay? So I wanna give you three tips to help you refuel. The first one is you have to own it. You just have to own it. You have to own your system, your process to refuel. You know, you work in hospice and palliative care where there are tons of policies, procedures, mandates, criteria, documentation that is continually changing day by day to help us stay in compliance, right? The reality is as burdensome as it can seem, it's necessary. It's what we have to do so that we can continue to work and provide for our households and those that we hold most dear, just the reality. And for us to continue to do the work that we love in serving our patients and their families. It is what it is. So with that being said, even if you are working in a wonderful setting where your leadership is invested in trainings and support and they tell you, you know, take care, be safe, um, value your, you know, your self-care. Even if you have comp days, work balance days, the reality is you have to own what you do with your time. That turns into an investment in your refueling, okay? Because you know, most days when you quote, have some time, comp time or whatever, what are you doing? You are trying to finish up your documentation. You may have a latte to the side. You you may have a wonderful window in front of you. You're working on documentation. You may even be getting some texts from your patients and families because they have your number and they're so attached to you, understandably so, that they reach out to you instead of calling that 800 number, right? And because the wonderful person you are, you respond. And don't get me wrong, that is what makes you special. I know, I do the same thing. The reality is, sis, you will not refuel. You, you won't, you won't refuel, you won't refuel. You are still drawing off your tank of emotional, physical, 
and spiritual. Can I say it? Gas. Okay. So you're, you're, you're operating on fumes. You're operating on fumes. You have to own it. Nobody's going to give it to you. The job is not going to create a time where you have nothing to do. Your patients and families that you serve, they love you. They're not going to create the space for you to refuel. You have to own it. You have to figure it out. You have to prioritize it. You just have to own it. You just have to. Number two is you have to go deep. And what I mean by this is all of us came to work in hospice and palliative care. And I truly feel we were called to this work because those who aren't called, they don't last long. They don't last long. This is not a field of service to go into if you think that home care is easy. It's just not, it's not, it's not. And so all of us came to this work for a reason, either from for service, maybe we had experience with our own family members in hospice. And so we've come from other fields of healthcare and now we're working in hospice or palliative care. So there is a why, correct? That there's a reason why we came. And often that why, that 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 reason, um, that calling, that fire that we that were just ignited us on, on having us come to do this work can just be petered out. And when that happens, we just feel like we're going at times just on this continual hamster wheel. And so it's very important that on a routine basis, you go deep and you reconnect with your why. Number three, community. You got to get into community. You know, um, I admit it. There was a time in my life where, yeah, I'm I'm busy, I'm with people, but yet I really felt like I had to do it myself. I don't know. And I think that's often for many of us because we're self-disciplined, we care, we're conscientious, you know, we're into wanting to fix things. I'll do it. I'll do it. And as you've heard me say, sisters, martyrdom is overrated and it's underappreciated. You've heard me say that. Let me say it again. Martyrdom is overrated and underappreciated. Okay. So we have to not feel like we have to do it all ourselves. You have to know you don't have to do it all by yourself. And really, to be honest with you, you can't, you won't last long. That's where depletion comes in when you don't have a community. And we know that with the type of work that we do, the type of work that you do day in, day out, as a woman working in hospice and palliative care, you see a lot, you hear a lot, a lot, a lot more than just what you're coming to do in the role of hospice and palliative care. You hear personal secrets, you hear family secrets, you hear fears and potentially regrets. You hear joys, you hear timelines that people are setting, you're hearing goals that they're setting that if they can just live until you hear life review, very sacred ground stuff. And really you can't share all of that with people who don't work in the field. You're you're bound by HIPAA, which means you have to protect the health, the privacy, right? Health information, privacy. And some things you see that doing the work 
because of the person's medical condition, it impacts you, be it the physical things that you see that are complications of their medical condition, the wound care that you do, the other things that come along with what might be plaguing someone, the symptoms, shortness of breath, what happens when they have pain. I'll just say it. Other things where the body is declining and deteriorating. Those are sites that you can't unsee. We see people, you see people at the most vulnerable. I know, I see it with you. I, I'm there. And you can't share that with someone who doesn't work in the field. They don't get it. And at the same time, if you don't have a place where you can release that and say it and know that when you're saying it, the person who's listening doesn't feel like you're being unfeeling or is not like shocked. It means a whole lot to know that the person who's listening to you gets it. Or you just say a couple words and they're like, oh yeah, I, I gotcha. That means so much to feel validated in the emotions that are stirred. Because when you're in the patient and family's presence, you have to be the strong one. You can't be out there falling apart. They need someone to normalize what's going on and to be strong. And you're human. You need to have a place where you can can offload because how can you continue to keep adding on and adding on if you don't have a place to offload? And sis, that doesn't mean that you don't have faith in God through Jesus Christ because you're human. We're not Christ. We are called and we are invited to be like him. But there is only one Jesus Christ. When he walked among us, he was a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God. Okay. We're a hundred percent man. And through Christ, we tap into that, our spiritual being, and we continue to strive to fill more and more of ourselves with his spirit and model our life after him. But the reality is that we're not Christ and we're not called to try to carry it all on our shoulders. So you have to have a place to offload. It's like, you know, we talked about being depleted, right? You're depleted because you don't have any space to refuel with the stuff that you need to keep going and to, to be able to be present in life because you're full of these other things that you're seeing and you're experiencing, right? So you need to find a community. I'm not saying a gigantic community, but you got to find a community of other Christians women who do the work that you do, similar work that you do so that you can be in community. You can tap into your spiritual health, your um, emotional health, your physical health. And you can, with that, tap into biblical principles, the word. It is life-changing. So I encourage you to be in community. And I really feel it's important. And that's one of the reasons that I have created not only the Redemptive Brilliance podcast, but I have launched the Redemptive Brilliance community because I know that there's a need. I've heard you. I see you because I'm you. And I want to come alongside you with other women who are like you so we can continue to do the work. So three tips to refuel. Own it, sis. Number two, go deep so you can tap into your why. Number three is get into community. It has been my pleasure. I really pray that you enjoyed this episode. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Please 
please share this podcast with others. I am looking forward to expanding this podcast. I'm looking forward to starting not only a local movement, but a national movement and a global movement of Christian women working in hospice and palliative care. I look forward to doing life with you. Okay, so have a blessed one. I look forward to meeting you back here in the Redemptive Brilliance podcast. And I guess I finally decided to own it. I am coming to you from the Redemptive Brilliance She Shed Studios. All right. Love you much. See you next time. All right. Take care. Bye.